0: Lily Danziger, writer and editor of Burn It Down, Women Writing About Anger. Welcome.
1: Hi, thanks so much for having me.
0: I think the topic of this book, Women and Anger, is particularly relevant in this time that we are living in. And I just want to start with your introduction, because I think it really sums up so nicely where we are at with respect to anger. So you say in your introduction throughout history, women, angry women have been called harpies, bitches, witches and whores. They've been labeled hysterical, crazy, dangerous, delusional, bitter, jealous, irrational, emotional, dramatic, vindictive, petty, hormonal. They've been shunned, ignored, drugged, locked up and killed. Kept in line with laws and threats and violence and with insidious, far-reaching lies about the very nature of what it means to be a woman, that a woman should aspire to be a lady and that ladies don't get angry. That's a lot of social conditioning (laughs) against anger. I'm wondering if you could tell us why you think anger has been so denied and not allowed for women.
1: Why is that? Yeah, well, you know, I think there are a lot of reasons, but the biggest one is that if you want to keep someone in a subjugated role, you know, if you you want a group of people to be second-class citizens and to exist mostly to satisfy the needs and serve the purposes of, you know, the dominant figures in society, which for so long have been men, you know, it only works. You can only keep people in line like that if you can keep them docile. And women get angry when they're not willing to accept the lesser role that they're forced into. They get angry when they want to take up more space, when they don't want to take the bullshit anymore. Um, So an angry woman is a threat to the status quo. And, And I think for a long time, society's been built around repressing that anger so far that a lot of women don't even realize they're angry. That That's a
0: high level of repression right there. Yeah. <laughs> so in your book, you talk about some of the different kinds of anger that women experience and are writing about. It's a collection of essays about anger. Could you talk a little bit about some of the different kinds of anger that uh, the writers express in, in mm-hmm. Burn It Down?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, there are a ton of different forms of anger. You know, we have different ways of experiencing it and also you know, different parts of our lives our lives that it comes from. So the writers in this book are coming from lots of different vantage points. You know, it was really important to me to make it a diverse and inclusive collection and to bring as many different perspectives in as possible. So a lot of the writers are talking about the way that anger intersects with their different identities, whether that's racial identity religious background sexuality gender identity uh disability chronic illness you know all of those things bring their own backstory their own context their own (laughs) form of anger Um, so that's one element of it and then there's also just the different ways we experience anger from you know big outbursts and loud stomping rage you know which might be the first thing you think of but there's also a the quiet, seething anger, and the anger that comes out as tears and that you might experience as sadness, and anger that manifests itself as guilt if you don't want to feel it as anger. And you know that was something that came up over and over again, is that when the writers in this collection were not in touch with their anger or not wanting to face it or not letting themselves feel it, it found other ways to come out. You know, it came out as, as different emotions. I've
0: often heard people say that depression is often a mask for anger, and we have epidemic levels of depression at the moment, particularly within women, right?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's definitely often true, and, and that was something that came up in a few of the different essays. Um, but also, you know, sadness is more socially acceptable in a woman than anger. You know, the sad girl is is a trope that society is comfortable with. She's the damsel in the stress, you know, the, the beautiful melancholy. Uh, it's not threatening the way that anger is.
0: Is there any way that women are allowed to express anger in a socially acceptable way? Is there any... I'm, I'm just wondering if, if all anger is not allowed or only certain kinds of anger.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess there are certain situations where... Anger is expected from women, but even when it's expected, it's still often belittled or downplayed or, you know, pushed aside or thought of as, you know, a woman just getting worked up. You know, I guess we expect a woman to be angry if she's jealous over a man, right? Or if you know, fighting with a boyfriend but even still we usually look at the woman as angry rather than looking at what might be making her angry. You know, we see we look at at the hysterical woman, flipping out and yelling at somebody for no good reason, rather than thinking you know maybe she does have a good reason. Um, I think you know we also are making starting to make more space at least you know to expect women to get angry on behalf of their children, um, but again, you know motherhood. As much as people want to talk about it being the most important job in the world and all of that, it still is so disrespected in a lot of ways as well and, and thought of just as like, you know, oh, that's she's just being hormonal, she's just fighting for her kids, but you still won't really look at the structural injustices that are behind her anger. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, when I think about it, I think that a lot of times women are allowed to get angry on other people's behalf on the behalf mm. of the, their children or the planet or mm-hmm. kind of some larger issue, but not when they talk about themselves and their own situations. Mm. Do you think mm. that's
1: true? That, I mean, that sounds true. <laughs> but, you know, that makes sense to me. Yeah, we, we see women as endless sources of compassion and, you know, defenders of other people. People, you know, people who will fight for their children or their loved ones, or you know, even will be involved in activism and fight for a cause. Um, but yeah, I do think that's easier for a lot of people to stomach than a woman actually getting angry on her own behalf and drawing boundaries for her own well-being and you know, standing up for what she will or will not accept personally. Uh, that, that still is just like incomprehensible to so many people because they're not used to expecting it. They expect the compliant, accommodating, gentle role from women and don't know how to deal with it when we step outside of that.
0: Mm-hmm. You talk a little bit about how women's anger can be a tool for social change. Could mm-hmm. you explain how that works?
1: I mean, you know, that's the the anger at injustice that, that we're speaking about, you know, and... I think that anger on behalf of a larger issue, anger on behalf of societal needs and you know, in the face of injustice is, is just as important as anger for the self. You know, just because there's a little more room for it doesn't mean it's, it's less important. And I do think that women are capable of huge change you know, and have been at the forefront of so many activist movements throughout history and are at the forefront of activist movements and progressive movements today um, and that's, that's really important. But I also wanted to kind of slow down a little bit because I feel like the conversation about women's anger that's happening a lot these days is very much focused on that and how we can use it as a tool, how women can change the world with their anger. Um, but we still haven't even really addressed the fact that in so many situations we're not allowed access to that anger in our own lives. And I feel like we need to make space for it in the personal and and get comfortable recognizing when we're feeling anger and saying clearly and directly, I'm angry uh, before the responsibility falls on our shoulders of saving the planet with our anger.
0: Mm -hmm. You comment at the beginning of the book that millennia of conditioning is hard to unlearn. So given all of the ways in which women have been socially conditioned not to feel angry or recognize their anger how is it that they unlearn that tamping down or suppressing anger how is it that women learn to express the anger that they are feeling as anger
1: yeah i mean i think that's an ongoing process you know we're not just going to flip a switch and all suddenly have a healthy relationship to our anger you know that's, that's something we have to continue to To teach ourselves and each other Um, but that's a big part of what i wanted this book to do you know and why i wanted it to include so many different perspectives and so many different kinds of stories so that any woman reading this book can recognize herself and her anger you know and and feel like she's invited in you know and and given the permission to feel angry to express anger to burn it down together Mm -hmm. For the writers
0: who contributed to this collection, was there any process they had to go through to access their anger, given, of course, that they're also subject to this
1: kind of socialization that you've discussed? Uh, Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I mean, I, I can't speak to what each individual writer went through in the drafting process, but I definitely know that, you know, in editing, that's a lot of what the process was. It was, you know, we were talking about the writing, but we were also talking about the anger itself and where it comes from and how to express it. And you know, I asked a lot of questions, like, you know, okay, but what does that feel like? What is what is what goes through your mind when you're feeling angry? Where do you feel it in your body, and what does it feel like? And, you know, just kind of pushing them and and helping them kind of find pathways to really put the anger on the page.
0: Mm-hmm. It's also interesting that, you know, the. The idea that it's okay for women to express anger if it is for a cause, if it is productive, Mm -hmm. so to speak, is Mm -hmm. allowed. But you talk about the idea that it doesn't have to be productive, that we should be allowed to express a full range of anger regardless of whether or not it can be made useful. Could you talk a little bit about that idea? Why, Why should we be allowed to express a whole range of angers, not just productive anger.
1: Yeah, well, you know, a whole range of emotion even, you know, I think that's what I said in the in the introduction. That if we're gonna if we're gonna have equal footing in society and we're gonna be seen as respected as full, complex individuals with interiority, that means Accepting that we have a full range of emotions and not just the pretty ones, you know, women feel more than love. We also feel anger. We also feel disgust. We also feel outrage and sadness and, you know, we feel everything that human beings feel. And I don't think we'll ever be given a fair shake in the world if it's still unacceptable or taboo for us to speak up when our boundaries are being crossed. Mm Mm-hmm. So, then
0: part of the oppression and also part of overcoming oppression is being able to claim the full range of emotions we actually feel as opposed to those which are socially acceptable to others.
1: I think so, yes. You know, and you see that in the double bind. You know, it's, it's even, it, women of color are put in even narrower constraints than white women, you know, the slightest bit of, you know, the slightest display of any kind of negative emotion from a woman of color will send sensitive white people running for the hills, you know, saying she's being mean, she's so angry, she's so harsh, you know, it's just a way to discount what a person might actually be reacting to and what they might be angry about with good cause. You know, if you only react to, Oh, she was mean to me or, Oh, she's so angry. And you bring the focus onto that. That's a very convenient way to avoid talking about the thing that made her angry in the first place.
0: Mm -hmm. You talk about the double bind. Could -hmm. you explain a little bit more what that is?
1: Yeah. Well, um, I mean, when people talk about forms of oppression, you know, it's, sometimes it's easier to wrap your head around one at a time. You know, we talk about sexism and um, we talk about racism, but the fact is that women of color, you know, they're not just dealing with sexism in one moment and racism in another moment separately. They're dealing with both at once. And those two directions that, you know, the oppression comes from, they, they come together into something even bigger and uglier than the sum of their parts and you know i mean i think all of the women of color in burn it down speak to this much more eloquently and much much greater authority than i can as a white woman but i think it's something that it's really important to be aware of you know i'm a white woman here talking about how women should be allowed to express anger and talking about the places in society where there is a little bit more leeway for that but I also try to always be aware when I'm talking about this that access isn't equal for everyone and that like with so many things throughout history, just because things are getting a little bit better for white women doesn't mean that they're getting better at the same rate for women of color. And that's something that uh, we should all be speaking up about and rejecting and fighting for. Mm hmm. You
0: envision your book as a place where women are allowed to express the full range of their anger. Are there other places that you see where where women are allowed to express anger at present?
1: Um I mean, Alanis Morissette is about to do a tour with Garbage and Liz Fair. <laughs> I feel like that's going to be a- <laughs> For, you know, for some women's anger, I'm gonna try and get my pre-sale ticket. You know, I mean, yeah, I think there are a lot of spaces, a lot of spaces that are specifically, you know, specifically or mostly for women, whether those are public or private spaces. We, I think mean, we've all always been expressing our anger to each other in, you know, in secret, behind closed doors, uh, and I think the issue now is getting it out into the open and finding a way where, you know, it's not just in special circumstances where it's allowed, but where we can speak up just as much and just as forcefully as any white man Mm -hmm. at any time. Mm -hmm.
0: It seems that expressing anger in interpersonal relationships is particularly difficult for women, given that much of our training is not only about being nice, but also not hurting anyone's feelings. Right. I'm wondering if you have, in the essays or in your, your studies, developed any ways in which women are creating spaces or, or any ideas about how women can create spaces in interpersonal relationships where it is you're dealing with somebody who you want to keep in your life, most likely.
1: Yeah, I mean part of that is just getting comfortable saying what we actually mean and not just what we think the other person can stomach but part of that responsibility also has to be shared you know that's on that's on the men out there who are in relationships with women to basically sack up and deal with it and you know understand that if you're in a relationship with a woman she's a human being and sometimes she's going to be angry and sometimes that anger is going to be justified and you should listen. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Listening is, is really interesting. We talk a lot about women being able to express their anger, but perhaps we also need to talk about men being able to hear women's anger. Is is that part of
1: the problem? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's only so much. Like with any fight for equality, you know, the, the oppressed group can – fight and scream as much as they want. But at a certain point, uh, people who are in the, the position of privilege to hear or ignore the screams are going to have to step up and listen and be willing to open those doors and make that space. You know, I'm, I'm always grateful for men who are aware of the disadvantages that women face and the challenges we face all the time and try to help and, you know, make a little space. You know, male colleagues at work who tell you how much money they make so you can ask for a raise if you're being unfairly compensated or, you know, male partners who are willing to listen and whose egos aren't too sensitive to hear the ways that, you know, their partners might be unhappy. Mm -hmm. Little, Little things like that go a long way.
0: price do we pay if we don't allow women to express their anger and we don't allow anger to be heard?
1: I mean it's gonna come out one way or another. <laughs> I mean, you know I don't think it's really it's a matter of whether it comes out in a healthy constructive way or not. Um, but I think we're approaching the point of no return where you know enough women are, understanding that what they're feeling is anger, that there's not going to be any turning back or shutting it down. It's just going to be whether it's a constructive conversation or not. Is there
0: anything that we have to gain by hearing and and speaking truthfully about anger and what makes women angry?
1: I mean, we have everything to gain. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, as women, we have autonomy and clarity and fulfillment and peace to gain. And as a society, we have, you know, equity and growth and progress and, you know, the ability to right wrongs that are causing the anger to begin with. Uh, Yeah, and we have everything to gain. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious.
0: What motivated you to write this book about women's anger?
1: Um, I actually didn't come up with the idea myself. It was developed. The idea of an anthology about women's anger was developed in half at Seal Press. And when they reached out to me to ask if I would be interested in editing it, and I jumped at the opportunity. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's a topic that I've thought a lot about and written a lot about and talked about with my friends you know ad nauseum Um, so I was really excited to put this together you know and to reach out to brilliant writers and see what they had to say and see what they could teach me and what we could make together you know and the the idea the focus of what exactly it was going to be really came together as the pieces started to come in it was really shaped by what I was getting from the writers, you know, and um, the title Burn It Down came from, you know, I was thinking about, you know, what comes into my mind, what do I feel and think when I'm really, really angry, um, and to burn it down was the first phrase that, that came to me. Um, we kind of kicked around a couple other title ideas, but we ended up coming back to that one just because it felt honest and real, you know, and that that's an expression of how I feel and what I want to do sometimes when I'm when I'm really really angry. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised by
0: anything that you learned in the process of putting together this collection of essays? Is there anything that you didn't know or or any insight that you had ha- having collected um, this this group of essays?
1: Yeah. Um. I guess you know there wasn't anything that. Came totally out of the left field and was completely unexpected. It was more of a crystallization of a lot of things that I might have vaguely understood to be true, you know, but then seeing it on the page, it became undeniable. Um, you know, one of those was, like I mentioned before, how many other emotions anger can masquerade as when we're trying to push it down, you know, that it Ignoring it never actually makes it go away. It just will find other more destructive ways to come out. What would
0: you want a reader to take away from reading Burn It Down?
1: You know, my my biggest hope is that, uh, you know, especially women who are reading Burn It Down will develop a deeper understanding of their own anger and will feel, you know, some permission granted some access allowed to that anger and we'll feel like you know a little space has been made for them to feel it and express it and to know that they're not alone and know that there's nothing wrong with them being angry that they probably have plenty of very good reasons to be angry and that a lot of us out there are angry too
0: great thank you so much
1: yeah thank you and Anybody listening, if you want to check out Burn It Down, please buy from your local indie bookstores or IndieBound or directly from Seal Press.
0: I have been talking today to Lily Danziger, who is the editor of Burn It Down Women Writing About Anger. Thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.